Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Today with Kent Sterling, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call 317-849-2933. Make an appointment to see the best dentist you're ever going to see in your life, the great Dr. Mike O'Neill. Hire the best. Employ the best. It's what you want to do. You want to own a great business? Hire the best. You want a great set of teeth? Hire the best dentist. 317-849-2933 is the number. Nate McMillan, fired by the Indiana Pacers. I'm stunned. I'm shocked. I'm almost never stunned by that organization, but I am today. Were you as shocked as everybody else? I was just because what we what had transpired, Ken, over the last couple of weeks, the fact that you publicly acknowledged that you had given a guy uh, an updated contract when you really didn't need to. Um, so really, in all of this, Ken, the handling has been questioned questionable I think from the Pacers over the last couple of months on a number of issues from Victor to that odd Larry Bird Jackie McMullen news release and then how they've handled this Nate McMillan thing Um, a lot of things I'm keeping a close eye on over there tell me this is this as simple as the Pacers saying okay you know what that's three sweeps in four years we haven't won a playoff series yet Regular season success aside, despite the injuries, this is about winning in the postseason. Is it that simple or is there something underneath here? Yeah, I think that's the primary thing is you expect to get results, right? And you can't com- com- you can't become complacent with getting to the postseason as they have done 25 of the last 31 years. That's incredible. I mean, someone like the Phoenix Suns and the Sacramento Kings would love something like this, but you're better than that. You need to be better than that. Um, but to make this move, the timing again is all questionable. And the fact that uh, why are you doing it now in the middle of a pandemic, knowing they've just laid off 50 employees at Pacer sports and entertainment. You don't know if, and when the next season is. And on top of that, the last time Kent, we talked with Kevin Pritchard, he hyped up continuity for the first time in my tenure. We're having continuity. We have everybody except Justin holiday as currently presented. We'll be back for next season. But guess what? You might have an entire new coaching staff. So, again, just things don't add up to me. Let me run this by you. They usually do exit interviews pretty quickly after the Mm -hmm. conclusion of the postseason. Could this be exit interviews where players kind of unanimously 
came to Kevin one by one and said, hey, I can't play for this man or this offense is dilapidated. We got to do something else. Uh, I don't think so From for two reasons. One, they haven't had those exit interviews. And again, we're not talking about with the media. Pacers don't do that. They always go through the coach's office and the front office to discuss how things went with them and with the team. They haven't had that yet. In fact, they landed, as of this recording, they've been in Indy less than 24 hours. So they really haven't had time to do that. And one notable thing, I think, to an extent, is Victor wasn't even on the plane. He stayed right there in Orlando where he has an off-season home. So that's, that's the face of your team right there that wasn't with the team for that final cr- uh, cross-country flight, if you will, um, back here to Indianapolis, where, where I think could be a productive conversation with guys. Maybe they got headphones on, maybe they're reading books and sleeping, but I think that's a productive time. I think we should also note, Ken, how both Ke- Kevin Pritchard and Chad Buchanan were with the, the Pacers for this last seven weeks. So yeah. they had the front, um, a first-person view, and, of course, who are you going to talk to? You're not there with family. So all you're doing is talking basketball, both with people around the league and your team. So if they didn't have a handle on this coaching situation or the makeup of this team, they absolutely had to have one after these last seven weeks, I think. Could it have been Kevin going to Nate and saying, look, this offense just kind of doesn't work. I mean, look at what happened against the Heat. This, this mm-hmm. is a non-starter. we got to replay the offense. And Nate saying, no. I'm not doing that. You want a different offense? Just can me. Let's let's be done with this and let's separate now. Could it be something like that? I don't think so. Uh, I don't know that. And, and I called Nate. His his message went straight to voicemail. And the interesting thing too, Ken, was his voicemail inbox was full. So he's clearly being hit up um, when it comes to all this. I, I've said. I think you tweeted it. I've said it for several years. I don't think Nate McMillan's the problem here. I think what they need to do is go back to what Larry Bird had was he managed the team. He managed the egos. He set the tone. And then he had assistant coaches that have been there before and were excellent. It was Dick Carter um, and it was Rick Carlisle. And those two exceeded handling their specialty. They already have Dan Burke on the defensive end. The offense clearly is lacked. While their pace has increased over the last like six years in a row, that's the way the, the league has evolved. So it'd be troubling if it was not. Um, but they got to score more points. They have to have more of a functional offense that really maximizes their talents. Um, and Nate's just not that guy. And the other thing to me in all this suggests that a couple guys that they have zeroed in may be available because I can't imagine being in the Pacers situation that they could make a move like this and not have a guy. They can't just now be starting a search. That would just be a terribly run organization if you're doing that. Who do you think? I mean, D'Antoni, we find out, or at least maybe you've known this, but I saw on Woj's Twitter feed that D'Antoni's contract ends after this season. So he could be available. There's a short list of guys. Mark Jackson is on the street. There's some guys. Yeah, the, the, the notable thing was the fact, the timing, I thought. The fact that five minutes after the announcement, Woj fired off the tweet about Mike D'Antoni. Now, the name did not surprise me at all. That had gone back since November, December, that people outside of the organization have been talking, hey, they've been calling me. Hey, dude, what have you heard about Mike D'Antoni? I mean, we know Nate's going into the final year of a contract. We know Mike, uh, Nate and Mike, both interesting situations. It seems like um, it'd been no, no surprise, nothing kept secret that maybe the Rockets were looking to move on from D'Antoni, but let's let this year play out. The fact that that was brought up six months ago 
um, I think is noteworthy. And then tying that in with the fact that Woj fires off that tweet five minutes after the announcement suggests behind the scenes that maybe there's some momentum there. Because again, going back to what I said, I can't imagine the Pacers making a move like this in a pandemic without another guy available and that they know they can afford because that's another situation. How much are the Pacers willing to spend on a coaching situation? And we haven't seen this kind of thing with the Pacers in a long time. Usually they hire from within somehow or another. You know, Carlisle had been here. Uh, Vogel had been an assistant under O'Brien. McMillan had been the associate head coach under Vogel. Usually there's a line of progression that makes some sense with the Pacers. The last guy that I can think of that was hired from clean outside, was O'Brien on the staff when he got no. there? I believe he was outside. He yeah. was outside, and Isaiah. Yep, and Isaiah, absolutely. So this is really unusual if that happens, but there's nobody internally. You're not going to hire an internal guy after you have fired Nate McMillan, right? No, I don't think so, especially the, the one guy that would be obvious is Dan Burke, but from my conversations with him over the last two or three years, for one, he has no experience as a head coach. Right. And I'm not sure the Pacers are at that stage where they want that. And secondly, I'm not sure Dan wants it. He's a guy that loves basketball, strictly basketball and breaking down the tape. The job, the num- one of the biggest jobs that Nate has to deal with is talking with media, is dealing with agents. That. Dan hates is that. Ta- yeah. And so I'm not even sure if they offered it that he would even want it. He doesn't want that stress, but I can guarantee you Pacers are going to want to keep Dan Burke in town. That was something that Larry Bird said, and I, I got to imagine it's the same way here um, with Kevin Pritchard. But the other thing I want to note here as well, Ken, is while Nate had his connections with both Pritchard and Chad Buchanan, it wasn't them who hired him. Larry was still in control of the franchise. So now this is Kevin's first head coaching hire as Pacers president. I guess this depends on who they hire, but if they hire somebody like D'Antoni, they've got to, they've got to kind of start from scratch with the roster, right? I mean, they got some guys who can shoot threes, but not at the volume. Like Victor Oladipo is never going to be a 38, 40% three-point shooter guy in all likelihood. You know, I mean, here's the thing, Scott, is that watching that team in the playoffs and watching Victor Oladipo, if you've got your primary offensive weapon, in Victor Oladipo, who's healthy, he can't get the corner on Goran Dragic, and he can't defend anybody. How the hell are you going to win games? How can, how can Nate McMillan be held accountable? I think it's the general fact that you've been swept three out of the last four years. The yeah. other argument, can, how do you not get one game? I mean, these games are so hard to win, but how are you not just going to pull off one win here? What are we doing, right? I think that's what it goes back to. Nobody expected the Pacers to go in this series this year against Miami Heat and win. They, they, I'm not counting the meaningless final game of the seeding round. That doesn't count. This team went winless against the Miami Heat all season. In fact, they were the only team in the Eastern Conference the Pacers couldn't beat. So they were clearly outmatched. It was not a good matchup. But I think the fact that the Pacers lost by an average of like nine points, that we questioned kind of some of the, some of the strategy in all of this and, and overall how they weren't able to get out of it what maybe we all expected – that's what it comes down to here. Clearly some dissatisfaction, I think, on the front office's part. We'll see what they do. But this is – and maybe, you know, you, like we know that good's the enemy of great, right? Anybody who's mm-hmm. ever taken a business class in college knows that good's the enemy of great. And the Pacers have been good relentlessly for like 35 years. But good's also the enemy of mediocre. And so sometimes yep. you have to be careful what you wish for. And, and what you need – is health 
you know, a, a, a team that's broke and injured can't compete. You had Victor still injured. You had Domas, who was unavailable. Jeremy Lamb, unavailable. So that's three of your top seven guys. I just like Nate McMillan a lot. And I, I know personally he was a very easy guy to deal with for me. He never said no to me ever. And, and we had great conversations. So despite the fact that the offense was a little bit broke, I, I just I, I'm recoiling from this a little bit because <laughs> I just didn't see it coming. The other interesting thing, I think, is the fact that Nate's all about accountability. And so you could say now he is he being held accountable now for his team's actions. I think it's important to provide the context of the entire situation, as you mentioned. Yeah. The fact that they haven't had their star player each of the last two years, that they, they went into Florida expecting to have a relatively healthy roster, and that wasn't at all the case. And the next thing to the next domino in all this is what does Victor think? Because behind the scenes, the thought was, wasn't exactly happy about how he was utilized. Remember uh, a lot about what Victor did. He left Nate in the dark. He announced when he was returning. He announced before telling the front office or the coaching staff that he wasn't going to play. And then reversed there. So I think there was a disconnect between those two. I'm not so certain how much, if any, that influenced this current decision, however. That doesn't bother me at all, because Victor Oladipo, in his current state, cannot play. And when he could play, he wasn't successful. You know, the Pacers weren't hanging banners. The Thunder didn't hang a banner. The Magic didn't hang a banner. Victor Oladipo played in an all-star game, had a good season where he led the the league in steals. But as far as, like, a guy where you spread the floor to let him go get points late in the game, he's not that guy. He's not close to that guy right now. Yeah, and I think we all accept that. We, he's not 100%. However, what needs to change is he, he needs to stop settling for that three ball. He got in love with not even the 23-foot, but the 28-foot shot when he's not even shooting a 40% clip. So no doubt there, there's some blame that needs to be a, a, asserted there. Um, it kind of goes all around, and that's what happens when you're a first-round exit yet again. Vic, Vic just drives me crazy. I mean, how many times do you have to watch a guy drive into a double team, get the ball stripped, and go the other way? Before you say, okay, we're going to do something else. Very loose with his handle. You're right. I hold Nate responsible for that. You know, you've got to get your players Mm -hmm. under control. And that Victor Oladipo saw himself as a renegade who has great, although misplaced faith in his ability to play basketball. I, I think that that made Nate's job really difficult. And I think it's going to make the job of the new guy even more difficult as we go into Nate or uh, Vic's final year of this contract. Do you think he winds up staying here or what? Maybe that's a factor or the, who the new coach is winds up being a factor in that choice. Yeah, I think it's important now to take a step back for probably what we thought and view what does this new situation look like? Because maybe it's a, a better coach that's suited for him. Maybe, like you mentioned earlier, it means some more changes than we maybe predicted with the roster. Because you're going, if you, now that they've made a change, you're going to have to adapt a little bit. Um, coaches can do what they can with the roster, but you also need to provide them their safety net or whatever it's necessary um, within the offense. And regardless of the coach, I, thought it, I think it's incredibly important for this team to get a shooter. They need a guy especially being in Indiana, how do you not have that sure target? And I didn't think it was ever going to be Doug McDermott. While I thought he provided a a lot of good contributions throughout much of the season, although those faded because of Sabonis' usage. And it's, you know, with Sabonis not available, it shows how dependent McDermott was and also how much Miami locked in on him. And now you really need a guy 
like a J.J. Redick, like a Kyle Korver, that sharpshooter. Um, if you look at Miami, they drafted one with Tyler Hero and even had Duncan Robinson. And so that's something the Pacers have been missing for quite a while, not just this year and recent years. No question, Nate got outcoached in that series against the Heat by Eric Spolstra. Hopefully the guy that they hire next winds up being a better coach than Nate or what the hell's the point. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. Okay, Ken. Thank you. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live at 8.15 on Periscope and Twitter. Cannot wait to talk to you then. All brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.